Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But then it keeps... Same thing, different app. Right. But then it keeps scrolling, and it keeps scrolling. I saw the 3.30 game, and I was like, come on, day sleep. <laughs> I did the exact same thing. I'm laying in bed trying to figure it out. Yeah. Wish I would have hit the can before this. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NBA strategy show presented by none other than No House Advantage. I'm Dave Lochran on Twitter at Lafay underscore D, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Give the man a follow. Josh sets out a little bit of a, a challenge here, and I take that to heart. Hit me up. Don't let him pass me. But if you want to follow him, because I'm a good person, that is Josh Ingeman on Twitter at Josh Ingeman. It's E-L, not L-E. Uh, what's going on, dude? You're the, you're the worst, dude. You're the absolute worst. Just giving away top shots, begging for followers. It's embarrassing. I mean, in all seriousness, you had to have at least chuckled at that, knowing exactly what I was doing. Because, first of all, it was cool. I gave away, like it was like a hundred something dollars worth of top shot. So cool. But everything's a hundred dollars worth of top shot, man. Yeah, but the Beal, I mean, the Beal's a nice one. Beal's, Beal's I, didn't, kind of I nice. didn't look at it. I didn't Beal want to follow you and win one. But yeah, I mean, you, you knew what was going on there. Yeah, I did. I chuckled more when Adam was live and realized that I had more Twitter followers than him. That oh, was, was incredibly that satisfying. Oh, boy, was did that, that good? Feel good. Man, I felt he, real good. What does he, he have, like 6,000? I Oh, my God, I was in hysterics laughing, knowing that like 10 seconds from that moment, I was going to be incredibly happy. The, the purely natural reaction to him pulling it up and going, what, what, the, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's got more... <laughs> I sent him the Kenny Powers crotch chop emoji the moment he did it. Oh, or the gif. I was just like, yeah, man, man, that's where it's at, man. That was so good. Uh, but really, follow all of us because yeah. we try and put me. good content out there. Uh, I give you some good betting content from day to day. Yesterday, Washington Wizards put out some good numbers and a bunch of people said, oh, that means you got to hammer the, the Timberwolves, right? And I get it, Josh. When certain trends go a certain way, you're like, oh, the trend has to break. I, I get that, but Washington's on the slate again today. They're playing really good basketball. You and I actually talked about this before the show on what we thought the line against Boston should be. Uh, we got eight games, and it's kind of a fun slate. A bunch of questionable players that could mix things up a lot, though, as we get closer to lock. 
Yeah, and the the thing that's starting to worry me is we only have four days this week before we head off to the All-Star break. Are teams going to put anybody on ice, get a little bit longer of a break, potentially, given how uh, compact the season has been with COVID, how compact the second half of the season is going to be? So I think these questionable tags carry a little bit more questionable weight uh, throughout today and throughout the end of this week. I think so, too. Well, we're going to talk about all of it. we got eight games, and we're happy to have you guys with us, as always. It's a Sunday. Hopefully, get to kick back, relax a little bit. I don't know, maybe spend some time with the family after watching the strategy show because priorities matter in life. Hit that thumbs up for us, too, if you haven't done so yet. More importantly, you guys know this. If you don't, you're new to the channel, subscribe to the channel. That is the the best way to help us grow this this product and, and channel and keep putting out uh, the best free content out there for DFS purposes. So if you haven't subscribed yet, hit that subscribe, hit that thumbs up, and hit the notification bell if you always want to know when we're going live. Let's get into it, baby. We've got first on the docket the Washington Wizards at the Boston Celtics. So the, the Wizards, I think you get, you and I could probably find common ground on where we think this game should be. And from a DFS standpoint, it might not be as important. But they've won seven of their last eight. Wins have come against Denver twice, the Blazers, the Lakers, the Celtics, and then Houston, and and then, of course, yesterday blowing out Minnesota as four-point favorites. Had to take that. But the Boston Celtics this season, I think they're still below 500. Jalen Brown is questionable to play. Wouldn't be surprised if this is yet another competitive game, but we'll start with the Washington side of the ball. They're still not a good defense, but their offense is playing markedly better thanks to two people, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, basically shouldering the entire load for this team. Yeah, and those are basically the only two people that you should be rostering, if at all, uh, in this game. It's really not a great matchup for Washington. Uh, Most of the other guys on the team are playing a set of minutes that isn't really going to be viable on any gamer outside of Rui. And I don't think he looks particularly good. So to me, you're either rostering Russ or you're rostering Bradley Beal or you're not touching uh, the Wizards at all. I prefer Russ to Bradley Beal on uh, FanDuel, where he's actually $200 cheaper. On DraftKings, I'd flip-flop them. Uh, Russ is actually $700 more expensive than Beal. Uh, so I would flip-flop them there. But I prefer them on FanDuel to DraftKings, and I prefer not really having Washington in the grand scheme of things outside of these two guys. You know, I liked Rui a decent amount yesterday, just as someone on a – there was a lot of chalk yesterday, right? It felt like there were a lot of, like, there were a lot of builds that looked very similar to what other people were going to be doing. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I liked it. He gets off to a start where he's got nine DraftKings points in like three minutes. And I'm thinking this might finally be a game where Rui shows up and then he finished like 15. <laughs> so he, it's, it's been a tough run for him though, Josh, even when he gets the minutes, which he did in the first half, didn't in the second, it's been kind of tough for him and the rest of this team, whether it's like Garrison Matthews or, or whoever else you're throwing out there. It's tough to get behind anybody but Beal or Westbrook, and I think you're basically saying the exact same thing. Yeah, I mean, I think this team is truly terrible uh, outside of Bradley Beal, and that's whether that's real life or DFS, I'm, I'm cool with that answer one way or the other, I, unless Bertan starts shooting a little bit better. I don't know what's up with your shooting stroke so far this year, but we need to definitely improve it a you bit. You haven't been practicing. A lot of snow around here. So it, to me, it's, it's just Beal as a guy that I'm like truly interested in. Russ is fine. He's Russ is getting the most ownership. Russ at 16% on FanDuel is the biggest number on the Wizards. No one else in double digits on either site. 
I'm okay with Ross ownership at 16% because yeah, only because every single day he's putting, you're, you're, you're in a position where you could get an easy 60 plus, right? And I'm talking yeah. DraftKings point scoring more on Fandle, of course, but uh, every single day you've got realistic triple double upside. Uh, he's averaging over his last nine games. He's averaging a triple double. You don't get a lot of players like that at 9,400. No. So uh, like you said, $900 cheaper on FanDuel just seems to make sense. I don't know if it's a priority. Uh, on this slate, you have a good, a decent amount, at least, of, of top price players. But I do like Westbrook a, a lot on FanDuel. Now, Boston, on the other hand, they've not, they haven't been good this year, John. Like, flat out, I know they've dealt with COVID. I know they've dealt with injuries. Um, but you've got someone like Tatum on, on Friday coming off a dreadful, dreadful game. Four for 18 shooting. He finished in the single digits in points despite playing 38 minutes. And he's had a bunch of games like that lately. He has not been that consistent. So good matchup against the bottom five Washington defense. They've still struggled even over this uh, eight-game stretch where they've won seven games. But it is a good overall matchup. And Washington leads the league in pace by, surprisingly, a wide margin. Yeah, Boston's bench is just so bad. Uh, their, Their top four or five have been fantastic this year. It's just they can't seem to figure out who the rest of this rotation is going to be. Luckily for DFS, I don't really care what the rest of their rotation is. I only care about the guys that are going to be playing enough to be relevant. And against Washington, you're not really going to find many spots better than this. I think Boston is getting wildly underowned at this point. Uh, I have Jalen Brown in, so I am right now assuming that he is playing. He's projected for 7% ownership. Uh, I assume the Q tag's holding that down a little bit, but I think that that should be more than double. I think Jason Tatum should be double in his ownership. I want to get to Kemble Walker, Daniel Tice, maybe a little bit of Tristan Thompson just because of the matchup, but I think that it'll be easier to find some center value elsewhere. But to me, Jason Tatum looks like a fantastic play here. I'm not entirely sure what Washington is going to do to slow him down. So I know this probably unnecessary because his price has come up, but Robert Williams is averaging almost 1.3 DraftKings points per minute this season. He's been re- – go ahead, what were you going to say? He's 12th over the last month, 1.4 FanDuel points per minute. It's crazy. 12th it's, overall in the whole league. <laughs> it's nuts. He's been yeah. really, really productive. And, and I'm just sitting here wondering, like, does Robert Williams start to get more minutes over Tristan Thompson for a struggling Celtics team that – might look to make some changes and get someone out there that that is playing with, you know, he's a high en- very high energy player and he's coming off a game where he just erupted for 14, 11 and 43 drafting points in only 22 minutes. The problem is he is, he has incredible potential defensively, but he is kind of lost out there. And yeah. I think that's, what's keeping his minutes down. If I were the Celtics at this point, I'd be playing him probably 24 minutes a game pretty regularly, uh, playing Tristan Thompson a little bit less. Uh, I don't think that he's sort of the answer to anything. However, um, it's hard because Robert Williams then has to anchor a defense, and I don't necessarily think that he's ready to do that. But I also think that the only way to get to that spot, to, to get to that point, is to get the reps on an NBA court. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword for them. Um, with that said, he's interesting i guess if you think that he can get more minutes but at 5300 and 4700 i just don't know if you can project him for enough minutes to really want to take that chance i think there'll be enough value on the slate that uh, he becomes sort of not necessary i'm just way more interested in paying up for boston 
Yeah, I'm with you. If he was below 4K, he'd be one of my favorite value plays, I think. Even with even with the minutes being a little bit volatile, just because Washington provides such a good matchup. Um, Who are your top options from Boston then? Absolutely. Tatum is number one here. Uh, Depends on the site then for my next option. So I think Jalen Brown for 8,400 is a a better play on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. Uh, That assumes that he is playing. Kemba Walker is 6,800 on both sites. I'd be more likely to get to him on DK, but that ownership is actually already there. Kemba Walker on DraftKings is the most owned player in this entire game, whether that's on FanDuel or DK. Only Kemba Walker on FanDuel is even close for Boston. All these other guys are in single digits in ownership. So that's what's really making Tatum look appealing to me. Jalen Brown look appealing to me. Uh, Daniel Tice a little bit uh, not picking up all that much ownership at all. He's 4,900 on FanDuel, 5,200 on DraftKings. And I mean, he's playing, his minutes are a little weird, but he's kind of playing like 30 minutes a game. I'm only projecting him for 27. And I think that there's some value in that number. He's not exciting from a fantasy point per minute standpoint, but again, against Washington, it sort of makes everybody look better. Who, who did you say uh, the last one? Tice. Tice. Yeah, da- yeah. Daniel Tice, if he gets the 30 minutes, he's not producing at a Robert Williams level, but he's actually, no. he, he hasn't been, ter- what is he, 0.8 drafting point per minute? So I have him in my model at 0.9. If oh, I wow. just look to see where he's been uh, over the past month, 0.82. Okay, I thought he was around that mark. Yeah, it makes sense. And Boston, while like I've said, they have been highly underwhelming, whenever you get a matchup against the, the Washington Wizards, you just have to look there. They have a 119 implied total on this slate overall. That is the second highest on the slate. So um, I guess that's all we have on this one. Oh, I, yeah. one more question, Just What if, Jay, what if Jalen Brown sits? Ooh, well, that gets fun, right? <laughs> right. That's, it's, it's that's obviously, all right, so Tatum without his, I like him a lot now. I clearly like him more if Jalen Brown is out. That should go without saying. Kemble Walker then takes a really sizable bump up. We don't really see Jalen Brown out all that much. Last time he missed time was uh, February 5th and February 7th. Same sort of team was available at that point. So if we just want to look at the minutes, Carson Edwards got 29 minutes in one of those games, which is uh, who knows how that would actually shake out. Aaron Neesmith wasn't really playing at that time. So I think that he would see probably 24 minutes, maybe a little bit more. Um, I think that they would probably play like at that time, Grant Williams played 32 minutes and 24 minutes in the two games that Jalen Brown missed. He's sort of like in and out of the rotation now. I'm not sure who specifically it would open up outside of Neesmith's minutes looking the best, probably a bit of Peyton Pritchard as well. But Jason Tatum would then take another step forward for me. Uh, He would just take a big time usage bump. Jalen Brown's been like a 30% usage guy this season. Uh, I think Tatum soaks up at least a little bit of that, probably gets him in in like the 35, 36% range. A lot of people just hate rostering Kemba Walker, but I will say over the last month, or sorry, over his last 10 games, he has a 28% usage rate and he's giving you 1.06 DraftKing points per minute. So at that price against Washington, uh, pretty much everything you said, e- even though even though people are just so thrown off by having to roster him, he's going to be popular and for very good reason. Absolutely. I I can't stop rostering him, honestly. And I'm happy I'm happy that it's not as ridiculous as it was when he was like 5900 and 6k and stuff cuz then it was just I don't have a choice choice here. Yep. Yep. You didn't have a choice at all, but coming off a few solid games. I mean, he's mixed in some strong games over his last four or five. So 
I'll go back there. And if Jalen Brown's out, well, then I don't even think we need to talk about it. Yeah, agreed. Chicago, Toronto, Chicago Bulls on the road against the Raptors, sitting at uh, four and a half point dogs, 224 total on this one, Josh. We'll start up with the road team and the Chicago Bulls. The only real news here is that Marketing's not returning anytime soon. And yep. uh, while Otto Porter's getting close, he won't be here either. So no real game-changing moves exactly where it's been the past couple of weeks. Uh, so I kind of regularly get to the Bulls a bit more so than the public. And in a way, I'm kind of doing that today. But there's not really a ton of ownership here. And there's not a ton that I really want. They look a little bit better on DraftKings than they do on FanDuel. But you know, like if Zach Levine's 4% owned, he's a pay up to be contrarian guy in a large field GPP. I don't have much to say about Chicago from a FanDuel perspective. Uh, on DraftKings, though, I think Levine for 9300 is priced pretty appropriately. The dude has been one of the more efficient offensive players in the league this year. I've been rallying against his, uh, his all-star candidacy, but I don't want anybody to think that he is not a fantastic offensive player. Why? Wait, wait, wait. Why are you rallying against this all-star candidacy? Because I don't think he deserves it. No, but like, are you out there petitioning and 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 getting people riled up on Twitter and stuff? No, uh, Twitter was Sabonis getting it in or getting in uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, no, uh, just on every show that I do, I have to bring it up every time Zach Levine's name gets said. But it's neither here nor there. He's fantastic offensively. He just didn't deserve what he got. That's Fair it. Enough. I'll happily play him. Who, on hold on, hold on. Who who would you have put in over? Well, this is easy. It's Chris Middleton. I don't understand how he's not oh, on the All-Star okay. team. That's one Why of the dumbest things I've ever questions? seen. Why uh, do it's I one of, ask these questions? It's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen, truly. It, it, it blows my mind. I don't even disagree with you, but you know how this works. Like, it's all about, you, you know how the voting works. Yeah, well, honestly, I don't. It's like 25% of four different things, and they let coaches, they let players do it, and they're voting in random people, only dudes on their team. The, the entire process is a farce, so... The problem is that people talk about all-star games like it's meaningful when it's actually, <clears throat> excuse me, the most useless thing that you can be a part of. But what I what I meant by you know how it works is if Chris Middleton was the number one on a losing a team with a losing record, he would be in the all-star game like that. There's no No, question. I don't think he would because he's Chris Middleton and no one seems to understand who he is. He's so but he's bland. averaging 30 a game. You know, if he's <laughs> maybe Levine scoring. Yeah, it's like, I, I, I would be happy to have Jimmy Butler in over Zach Levine too. I think that's totally reasonable. Oh yeah. Jimmy Butler. Did Jimmy Butler not get in? No. Here's Bam. I believe. I don't know if wow. that's changed. Huh? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. It's it, it It's all insane. However, DFS is a completely different boat. I don't care about Zach Levine's defensive prowess in DFS. Yeah. All I care about is offense. And he is staggering this year i think his true shootings in like the mid 60s or something crazy so i think he looks good on both sites but on DraftKings, he's just priced a little bit better uh patrick williams is 4800 on dk I, I see that as a spot where you can get a little value i haven't projected for 32 minutes uh the price tag seems fine he's one of the guys that are a bit steadier in the rotation i think that you can get to someone like wendell carter jr the problem is he's already at 16 percent ownership now, he's 5,800. I like that price tag. He's 6,800 on Fandle. Much more difficult. But 5,800 for Wendell Carter against Toronto. I don't really know what to make of that. I guess it's a pretty good spot against Chris Boucher. But I think if the ownership is already at 16%, he looks more like a fade on DK to me than a guy that I would want to get a lot of. And are we really convinced that... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games games released each week. You can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus. Billy Donovan is just going to continue to give him 30 plus a game. I I want to believe the answer to that is yes, but since Wendell Carter started in this league, we've never had a situation where he's a consistent 30 plus per game guy and that always Kind of sucks a little bit. He also pretty pretty low shot volume. I don't have an issue with him. He's getting some ownership on DraftKings, easily the highest on the Bulls. But I wouldn't put anyone on this team as a priority. No, not at all. I have Patrick Williams as my favorite play coming from Chicago on the DK side, and that's mostly just a value equation that will eventually go away as we open up a little bit more news. So on the Toronto side, Pascal Siakam is out until after the All-Star break, COVID protocol, uh, Fred Van Vliet, 318 minutes without him this season. I suppose I could have gone back to last year, but we're fine. 1.29 DraftKings points per minute, 1.18 for Kyle Lowry. Both solid numbers there. Uh, Chris Boucher in this situation is at 1.2, but he's just always good. Uh, and then usage, 29% usage for Fred Van Vliet leads the team. Kyle Lowry at 24%. Assist rate uh, is Lowry at 38%. And Van Vliet at 32%. Needless to say, no Siakam really, really, really helps both Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry. So given their price points, given this matchup, how are we attacking this Toronto team without Siakam tonight? Yeah, so the Bulls are the fourth fastest team in the league, and this looks fantastic for Toronto. If you're not playing a lot of these guys, you're making a mistake. Van Vliet, Boucher, Lowry, Powell, OG, and Anobi. Those five guys are all in the optimal lineup, like, let's say 10 to 25% of the time, depending on the site and their price tags, but everybody looks good. I think every single guy that I just named on DraftKings is under-owned relative to their current ownership. I think people should have more Lowry, who's only projected for nine and a half, more Powell, who's at 8.3, OG, who's at 9.3. You should be in the 15 to 20% range on those guys. Van Vliet, Chris Boucher, get to 15 to 20% on those guys. Van Vliet on FanDuel is picking up ownership. Totally agree with it. On, on FanDuel, Chris Boucher is 6,600 power forward spot, 19% ownership. I don't think that's enough. Toronto is one of my favorite spots of the day. They get a bit of a pace up spot and they're redistributing a bunch of usage from Pascal Siakam. But in the grand scheme of things, only a couple of guys are going to soak that up. Nick Nurse is just going to run the normal starters into the ground. Yep. And you know, it's crazy. If you look at per minute production for these guys without Siakam, you can go back to last year too. And the same thing remains true. Norman Powell, Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, and Chris Boucher are all plus one per minute guys with Siakam off the floor. Yeah, it's everybody gets a bump. Everybody sees increased usage, increased, I mean, increased assist rates. Everything goes up because it's, you know, Pascal Siakam is a key tenant of their offense. And now they're giving more of those minutes to guys like DeAndre Bembry or Yuta Watanabe, just guys that don't aren't going to be soaking it up the same way. It's and really hard the, to get away from Chicago. Very. 
And one other thing that's highly significant about Siakam isn't just avoided usage uh, and, and all of that, but more so the fact that he is averaging the he, – I think he's top like seven in minutes played this year. So you're taking huge minutes off the floor for Pascal Siakam. I just want to see where he ranks. So Siakam is ninth in minutes played, 36 minutes per game. Significant. Anything else for Toronto? you got to fill up a ton when he is out, or when any of these guys are out, whether it's Lowry, Van Vliet, Siakam. They play their starters a ton of minutes, so when one is out, you you see really big benefits, Uh, and that is exactly what's happening here. This doesn't get much better as a matchup. It doesn't. Yeah, Nick Nurse loves running condensed rotations when he's without guys. Instead of mixing it up, we have a good idea of what we're going to get here, so I love it. I'm with you. New York and Detroit. Let's move over to this one, third game on the slate. Knicks laying one point on the road, 212 and a half point total here. So a couple of things. One, the New York Knicks playing their second of a back-to-back. The Detroit Pistons last game was on Friday, I believe. But still, Knicks second of a back-to-back on the road. And we're still waiting on the Alfred Payton news, who has missed the last two games. Derrick Rose, as I thought he would, because Thibodeau hates his young players, Derrick Rose played and uh, or started each of those games. And quickly in that first game, and if that doesn't get Tibbs' attention, he played – he had 18 points in nine minutes in the first half, Josh. He was averaging – He had it in like five minutes. I know. He just, he was he just a- stopped scoring for the, back, for the final two and a half. You know what I love about this kid too is he can get to the free throw line. Like he can really draw fouls at a clip that makes no sense for someone – uh, his age with his experience and his size. Uh, like he's a, a fairly lean wiry type yeah. dude. And, but when he gets to the line, it's money. Uh, what's he shooting from the line this year? It gotta be like 90%, right? So quickly from the line this season is shooting 93.8%, 91 yeah. to 97 free throw attempts. Fantastic. And then uh, he was leading the team in scoring the night that he went off. So what was that? Friday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Thursday, Friday, what's Friday night. Was it Friday night? I can't oh, no, remember. no, no. I'm sorry. No, you're right. You're right. It was Thursday. Yep. I knew because I was on the show. Me too. Uh, That's, yeah, me too. And I had a bunch of quickly. At the, I had to make some changes once we got the news and all. But uh, he was leading the team in scoring, and they took him off the floor. How often do you see that? And he was doing it efficiently, too. He was like plus 16 when they yanked him. Rose was minus one for the game. Yep. I, w- I was I was apoplectic on my couch. I was screaming at the TV. He, he played nine minutes in the first half and had 18 points. He was... You know what you talk about, like instant offense or an instant bucket? He was legitimately an instant bucket yeah. every time he touched the ball. That's why Tibbs is a terrible coach. I don't understand why they keep putting I don't him in positions. I had this conversation with Adam. I said, who do you think starts? He said, quickly. I was like, you could, def- you could definitely be right. But I, I, if Rose, this was on the deeper dive. If Rose started, I wouldn't be the slightest bit surprised. I thought he would because the way that Tibbs is – he, I don't understand it either. You got a young team. You're playing better than expected. But putting quickly in the starting lineup over Rose isn't going to result in you losing a game. Like, that's not going to be the reason you lose a game because you gave quickly more minutes than Derrick Rose. It makes even less sense to me because I don't know why they got Derrick Rose. Right. Which, obviously, I know why they got Derrick Rose. But in the grand scheme of things, they don't need him. Um, I don't – I just assume that quickly would start – Rose would get his normal rotations and then close and play the 28 minutes that he actually did play that game. Uh, he just did it in a completely different way. And then they played Frank Nilakina instead. It's nuts. 
I, I, that's another thing I was talking about is they have so many guys that don't even play, but could play if Tibbs yeah. feels like it. Well, anyway, what are we doing with the Knicks? You have Rose, you have quickly. Um, and, and this is assuming Alfred Payton's out. You might have him yeah. in. Um, I have him out. And from everything that I've seen across the industry today, uh, that is a consensus opinion. Yeah. I have him so out. So I'm, sure, I'm sure he'll be in. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, <laughs> he's playing 40 minutes. R.J. Yeah. Barrett has not played well, but his minutes, you know, 34 minutes last game, 17 field goal attempts, got to the line seven times. He can do that, which is why when he's sub 6K, is at least worth discussing. Uh, and then Julius Randle's price point, easily the highest on this team for good reason. Do you have interest in the Knicks today? Yeah, but I'm all over the map for this team, unfortunately. So obviously playing the Pistons is fantastic. Scattering them, you mean, basically? Uh, no, just like different sites look better, cash yeah. games and GPPs. Guys that are picking up ownership on one aren't picking it up on the other. So I'm kind of really all over the map. So buckle up for this. Obviously, we know that the Knicks are crazy slow. They're the slowest team in the league by a mile and a half. Detroit, not all that fast to begin with either. But I still like some of the options for New York. I think Randall looks good on FanDuel at 8,900. That price is just comically low. Uh, whether that's a cash game or a GPP, I think that's totally fine. Uh, speaking of FanDuel, I think that Rose, Barrett, and Nerlens Noel are all pretty viable in GPP settings. RJ Barrett's only at 7% ownership. I think that you can come in about double that and get a little bit of leverage. Good spot against Detroit. Similar story for Nerlens Noel, 5,300, only projected for 5% ownership. He played 41 minutes yesterday. <laughs> amazing so did julius randall so uh while that's usually not a great thing i don't mind i'm going straight back to both of those guys on the DraftKings side though 41 minutes 23 DraftKings points good i hope that i hope that's why no one's gonna play him if, the, dude, if i can get 35 plus minutes i don't care what your price or i don't i don't care what your production was in previous games especially as a center if you knew Nerlens Noel was playing 41 minutes today and you didn't yesterday and you didn't play 100% of them, you should never play DFS again. Yep, exactly. I mean, obviously, you're never projecting him for 41 minutes, but if you knew it early, it doesn't matter what is going on after that. Yep. Uh, Randall's 9,500 on DraftKings. I think that price is appropriate. I think RJ Barrett and Nerlens Noel don't have the same utility on DK as they do on FanDuel. Derek Rose does, though. He's 5,700 on both sites, projected for 16% ownership on DK, the only guy in double digits from the Knicks, and I agree with it. I think Derek Rose is in play from a cash game perspective, actually, on DraftKings. Wouldn't have expected to say that, just given the rest of the team, but his price tag still looks pretty good. So I'm bouncing all over cash-type plays on FanDuel. All four guys look good, but on DK, it's pretty much just Rose. So this is a second of a back-to-back for the Knicks. Uh, Derek Rose has already played a back-to-back with the New yeah. York Knicks back on the uh, the 12th and the 13th. He played 20 minutes and then 23 minutes, which would have been pre- pretty much his normal rotation somewhere thereabout yeah. with uh, Alfred Payton healthy. He played 38 minutes yesterday, though, Josh. Does that change your thinking a little bit on Derek Rose? Not really. It would change my thinking if they had a coach that wasn't a crazy person, but – I projected Rose for 30 minutes today. I think that's a pretty reasonable stance. If we find out that he's, if he, if we find out that he's not starting or something, then, you know, clearly I'm going to discount him, but if he's starting, I have to assume he's playing at least 30 minutes. Tibbs doesn't care about his health at all. So I I can't really care unless until they give me a reason to care. And this doesn't seem like the person in charge that's ever going to do that. That's the biggest factor. Tibbs, Tibbs does not care and he will run his veterans into the ground. So you know, 
But I, I do also think if you're looking to play this a certain way, that if you can find quickly at a good price somewhere, uh, you know, wherever, because DraftKings, he's 5,100. That's tough to get to. But if you can find him. It's worse good, on Fandle. He's 5,500 yeah, on Fandle. Yeah, it's, it, it's tough. But there are, you know, there's a lot of other sites out there. A lot of super draft with the multipliers, um, a bunch of other ones where if, if, if you're playing on them, check it out. If you're getting a dirt cheap Emmanuel quickly on the second of a back-to-back at no ownership, he could be worth giving a look to just because he's such a good scorer when he gets going. Here's the real question. Should you give a dirt cheap Frank Nelikina 3,600 on FanDuel, 3,200 on DraftKings? Is he the guy that you should really pay attention to? Milikina played 23 minutes on that Thursday night game. I know. I know. And and the amazing thing is his permanent production actually hasn't been that bad this season. He's a 0.8 guy uh, as my baseline. We've got Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, I think those guys both came out of that same draft class, which is whew, not looking great for point guards there. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. at the helm for the Pistons. If he can get any minutes alongside of him, like, you know, pick his pocket a couple times, get those three-point steals on Fandle. Maybe I think honestly, because of the price tags, I'd be more likely to give a shot to Nilakina than quickly. All right, yeah, and I assume that Nilakina plays like twelve minutes, and it doesn't matter. But you know, right. who knows? And you're talking do. about DraftKings and Fanduel, where you're going to have to pay five plus, five K plus for yeah. for quickly to begin with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't I, like, I think I don't unless like. you find out that quickly is starting, I don't think that he's even remotely playable because of that price. He's not, and because of Tibbs. Yeah, if yeah. he does start though, if quickly starts, let's say Derrick Rose does get rested. Uh, I will absolutely love the guy because, again, like he's not afraid to just he, – the thing, too, is like R.J. Barrett, he doesn't really demand the ball that much. He, there are games where he gets opportunities, but he doesn't demand the ball. He, he's not a usage hog. Uh, so outside of Randall, I, I think there will be a, a lot of opportunity, a lot of possibilities there. Let's talk about Detroit, though, uh, and get through this game. Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley, those are the guys we talk about the most. Saban Lee has been, you know, honestly, outside of that last game, very impressive off the bench. But now you've seen his price point get to a, a spot where it's much easier to say, I'll go elsewhere. But for a while there, Saban Lee sub 4K was was a lock. Yeah, uh, not so much of a lock now. It looks like they are going to be giving Dennis Smith Jr. like the priority of that rotation. I gave him 25 and 23 minutes. Uh, I'd be more likely to get to Smith than Lee on DK, but really not too much of either one of these guys. It's really just Jeremy Grant. He's cash game playable on FanDuel at 7,400 because of the way positions are set up. He's an okay option on DraftKings. Uh, okay, it's probably he's a good option on DraftKings. Shows up in the optimal about sixteen percent of the time. He's getting properly owned as well, so there's not a not a lot of juice you could squeeze out of him at this point. Josh Jackson, Sadiq Bay, two guys that I think you should probably have about ten percent of on FanDuel. Nobody really all that appealing. Everything on Detroit is more of a full on contrarian option, and that's because facing the Knicks is terrible. Defense is really solid. And they play at the slowest place in the league. Like the the Knicks are where fantasy points go to die. Yeah, they really are. One of the best defenses, slowest pace. Yeah. You and I are a broken record about this, but it's something that needs to be said. I will say you and I did discuss that on Wednesday as well, or it might've been Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It was, we talked about it on Tuesday, but then on Thursday, 
that game had 261 combined yeah. points between the Kings and Knicks. Sometimes you just can't predict it, man. But I'm watching that game, and at halftime, it's like 68 to 59 or something. And I'm thinking, good. I, I told everyone not to play guys frequently against the Knicks. Yeah, I uh, I was watch. I was actually watching that game, um, thinking like, okay, you know, uh, this is going well, I guess. And then just it went crazy. Uh, Burks hit however many threes he hit in the third or in the fourth quarter, which was not at all what I was wanting him to do. It just got really, really crazy, really quick. That was one of the. I wrote the deep dive that day though, and it was one of the days where I didn't hate opponent an opponent against the Knicks. Yeah. Like De'Aaron Fox, you and I talked about it too, and Marvin Bagley too. There were. There were some fine plays. It's just the Knicks were the ones that kind of steamrolled them. Yeah. Memphis, Houston. Memphis Grizzlies in Houston. Three-point favorites, 221 and a half total. You want to talk about a bad team. That's the Houston Rockets right now. I mean, all hope is lost there. But we got to start with Memphis. Anything you like here? Ooh, boy, is there. Uh, although I assume our ownership changes up the game here a little bit. Justice Winslow is playing today. He's 3,400 on DraftKings. Uh, we have him at 0.1% ownership because uh, there was some questions on whether or not he was going to play today. So that number is going to come up, but I've got him in for 24 minutes and he is just an excessively good value play um, now that he is back. We don't have a ton of value on this slate yet. So that it is artificially bringing him up a little bit, but to me on DK, he's the best play on Memphis, but it's not just that um, we know Grayson Allen is out. So it kind of helps this weird rotation they've got going where uh, Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton, like are, Melton was basically out of the rotation for two day, for two games. Now with Allen out, he can actually play a couple additional minutes. I don't think either one of those guys are all that relevant, but I think you can get to Ja, to Joval, to Dylan Brooks. All three of those guys look like 15 percenters. Bulls rap is just postponed. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah. I don't, I don't blame you. Bulls huh. Raptors is postponed for tonight, so. Well... Uh, it's got to be because of the lot. Raptors, right? Yep. Don't you wish? Don't you wish there was one of the games we didn't hit on already? Yeah, I would have lo- loved to get that. Can we get that time back? Uh, I boy. tried to All run right. the world in reverse, but it didn't and work. Unfortunately, I, I'll tell you what's going to happen. People will watch this show in the afternoon, and then you'll get a hundred comments being like, "Hey, assholes! Bulls Raptors is postponed. Why'd you talk about it? You know, without seeing when the video was actually posted." Yeah, and the. The moment that those comments hit wherever it is, uh, Twitter comments, YouTube comments, I wish that it could somehow automatically send us head to heads. <laughs> Cause like, I know that I could, I know that I would make money off of those people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so that, I mean, that is going to change the slate pretty dramatically given how much I liked Toronto. That's going to yeah. redistribute a lot. Um, absolutely. Oh man. Emac's going to be crying hard. No, uh, Fred Van elite today. Yeah, no contest either. Oh, I guess he'll still run his contest. He just won't be able to play Fred Van Elite. Yeah, I don't know who the backup is at this point. Anyway, play a lot of uh, John Morant today. Joe Val and Dylan Brooks both look really solid on FanDuel. Justice Winslow, even at 3,900, is a value play on FanDuel, but he looks a lot better on DraftKings. That's pretty much where I'm at. Uh, Joe Val, 7,400 on DK, too. I don't like him nearly as much as I do on FanDuel. Dylan Brooks is $300 more expensive on DraftKings. I don't like him nearly as much as I do on FanDuel. Uh, Morant is pretty solid on both sides, but he's picking up a lot of ownership on DraftKings, and that kind of surprises me a little bit, but I don't mind it all that much. The guy that I want... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. I want to look at most is Justice Winslow from a value perspective. The thing about Winslow, too, he's not really directly backing one player up. His no, rotation's been all over everything. the place. Yeah. Well, he's, you know, he could play. I mean, he's kind of like Kyle Anderson. Like, he's, he sort yeah. of fills a bunch of different roles. He's the power forward, but he's a point forward, but he's a he's a small forward guarding a two. And, and he's only played one lot. game with, with Dylan Brooks this year. So Right. Yeah, it can go many different directions. Him, But I with him playing, I expect him to play somewhere in the, you know, 20 to 24 minutes range. And if he does, uh, there's not a lot of guys you can pay down for. Christian Wood out until after the All-Star break. Victor Oladipo also sidelined. So you get your usual conversation that will commence right now for John Wall, for Eric Gordon, and a bunch of these just lesser lesser appealing players that are going to have to soak up minutes for Houston. Are you going back to John Wall today against Memphis? Not really. Uh, he looks better on DraftKings. So uh, I guess my answer is yes, a bit. Um, he's properly owned at 15% on DK at 8,300. He's 8,800 on FanDuel. That's uh, a bit more excessive. The guy that you're really getting to in this game is $5,300 Eric Gordon on FanDuel, projected for 36% ownership, showed up in my lineups about 29% of the time. So a guy that is very heavy chalk and very much a staple of cash games on FanDuel. Probably a similar story for Daniel House, but a little bit less so. 4,500 on FanDuel, 5,300 on DK. So those two guys look a lot better on FanDuel. On DraftKings, I think $3,900 Sterling Brown needs at least a little bit of a look. Uh, Not a guy that I'm really excited to roster, but again, we don't have much value now. I think that value goes away as we get closer to lock. Jayshon Tate's picking up a little bit of love. I don't totally agree with that. I'd be more likely to get to house again on DK. (sighs) It's, it's, it's a tough spot. I, I'm getting to more Houston than I thought I would just because of Oladipo being out, and that's not really exciting. But if it means that I'm getting Eric Gordon and John Wall, I think that's okay. I'm going to try to pump the brakes a little bit on the the non-huge usage guys from Houston. So top players from each side of this one. It sounds, of course, like Eric Gordon is one of them for Houston on FanDuel. Unquestionably, Eric Gordon on FanDuel, one of the best plays on the slate. On DraftKings, I think it's uh, – probably also still Eric Gordon. He's projected for about 19% ownership, and I think that that is uh, highly valid. All right. Anything else for this one? No, I, I think that's basically it. I don't I don't see anything else that I'm missing here. All right. Before we move on to the next game, let's talk about our sponsor real quickly here, No House Advantage. You know who they are. The No House Advantage app is something that should already be downloaded on your phone or check it out on, on your desktop, whatever it is. Because when there's money to be made, and easy money to be made, and the $20 deposit bonus when you use the promo code AWESOMO and uh, use at least or deposit at least $20, I mean, just go get your free money. Not only that, though, 
I'm not saying free money on a deposit bonus, but free money in that like over time, you know, people always look at, at props and say, and, and I talk about this with you, Josh and Adam all the time. Like if you beat a closing line, you have people going, Oh, that was a bad bet. That was a bad bet. You shouldn't have taken that. Anytime you can beat a closing line, like literally anytime you should be taking that bet. I don't care if you lose your first 10 of them over time, that is going to be profitable and sports betting, especially betting sides is not easy to do. You need to have some type of competitive edge. That's one way to do it. When it comes to prop bets, the same thing goes. If you have good projections and those projections suggest the best bet is on one or other or the other side of a prop, maybe you lose your first five or six of them. But over time, that is the way to beat player props. Sure, having further insight and knowing about matchups and players is super helpful. But being able to use that in, in tandem with projections is huge. And we have free projections at know-how or at awesome.com for No House Advantage. We have the free optimal lineups tool for No House Advantage. They're always free, not just today. And you don't have to be a premium sub for any of it. All of that is free. And the props, the biggest thing, Josh, I think overall is the props don't change. If they come out in the morning and something crazy happens or a player's ruled out or one side of the prop gets hammered, it doesn't change. So you just put yourself in a phenomenal position if you're willing to spend a little bit of time to find the right bets. Yeah, absolutely. And we have them. We have the right bets for you completely free on the website. We, we give you all of the goods if you want to play on No House Advantage. It, it's, it is, uh, would, would you agree that's probably the first place we would direct people if you're trying to build a bankroll given yes. the tools that we have out there right now, given yes. the bonus that you can get for the deposit? You're just going, you're, you should find the easiest time trying to build your bankroll and then you can transition to whatever else it is that you're looking for or just keep smashing No House Advantage if that's the spot that you're in. Yep, exactly. And the, the one more thing, by the way, it is awesome. AWESEMO receive a match, uh, first match deposit bonus up to $20. But uh, the, the the format is, is much different than just betting a prop on DraftKings yeah. or FanDuel. And, you know, pretty much most of these places, you got to bet them singles. You can't parlay a lot of them, especially same games. I know FanDuel's got a little bit of that, but uh, if you go to Niles Advantage, it's a peer-to-peer contest-style prop betting. So the one you feel best about, you put it in a contest with eight different props. That's at the top. You put that number one highest point total all the way down to eight. It's very fun. It's a GPP style prop betting peer-to-peer format. And we have all of the projections, optimal lineups tool, totally free. And a first match deposit match up to $20. Go to No House Advantage and download the app. All right, Josh, let's move it on to Golden State and the LA Lakers. The Warriors... I am so impressed with what I saw from Draymond Green last game. That felt like vintage 2015, 2016 Draymond Green. And I'm loving it. Offensively, defensively, playmaker, everything from him just was remarkable. I think it's fascinating what he's becoming. I Because he like sort of has no offensive talent left, like from a personal standpoint, at least. But boy, oh boy, is his facilitation at like in another level right now. I It really bums me out that Clay Thompson isn't healthy for them because I think they're really missing out on like a legitimate contending team this year. And that's kind of a bummer because I don't think they actually have enough bullets in the gun to pull it off unless they make some sort of, uh, you know, deadline deal, which I'd be surprised if they were pulling something like that off. I'm really happy to see Draymond. The problem is 
he's really scary now that he's 7,800 and 7,500. I don't see Golden State as all that viable of a DFS option today. Uh, they're not picking up any legitimate ownership on FanDuel. The highest owned player on Golden State is Andrew Wiggins at 3.9%. Um, that's a criminally low number. I think he should be owned slightly more than that, but not enough that I'm advocating for anybody here. If you want to play a little Steph on DraftKings, I think that's fine. You're never going to be wrong getting, you know, one of the best players in the league. But I don't have a ton of interest in Golden State today. I don't either. Uh, I still, despite all of their struggles without Anthony Davis, respect this Los Angeles Lakers defense. And you've got a seven-game slate with a lot of good options. It sucks that we lost Van Vliet and Lowry and a bunch of the value on, on Toronto, but there's still a lot there. LeBron James, easily the highest projected owned player in this game. It's not even close. I mean, on Fandle, he's at 20%, and the next closest player on either side, Warriors or uh, Lakers, 4% to Montrez Howell. So, uh, of course, Josh, the fact that LeBron James has another game with a tight enough spread without Anthony Davis just goes to show you that he's going to be very popular. Well, not very popular, but he's going to be around a 20% guy again. Yeah, and I don't totally know how I feel about that. I'm not all that excited to roster LeBron today. Like, I like him. He's clearly the best payup option if you're trying to get anybody over 10K just because the choices are him, Curry, and Carl Anthony Towns on FanDuel. And I can't remember who on DraftKings. Give me one second. Table wasn't refreshed. So we got Westbrook, Curry, Towns, and LeBron. I prefer LeBron to those guys in like the grand scheme of things, but if he's also picking up 20% of ownership, I think it's pretty easy to just rotate through other guys. I really like the nine K range today a lot more than I like going North of 10, especially with the lack of value that we have. If that starts to open up, I'd be more likely to get to a bit more LeBron, but I am not all that interested in this game today. And uh, that scares me a lot. For sure. Jordan, by the way, nice job getting that PPD up there next to Chicago and Toronto. Jordan Klein producing the show, doing a spectacular job as always. Anything else on this one, Josh? I wish that I had something else, but this is a game that I'm more likely to be away from than on. If Markeith Morris really is in double digits on DraftKings, I'm not all that excited to have that sort of option going on. Everybody else is already sort of priced up. I'm not finding any value here. Okay. And hey, remember, all of our shows available in podcast form. I know some people might just want to, hey, man, you got your phone, you throw it in your pocket, you're doing some work, whatever it is. Maybe you're at work and you want to listen. You don't want to have the screen open. Maybe you don't have YouTube premium. Maybe podcast is just the platform you prefer, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever platform it is. We got you covered. All of the awesome podcasts, you can check them out course not live before lock and deeper dive because there's no point there's no shelf life but these strategy shows uh and, and all of the other strategy shows all of the quick hitters short form videos josh's contender videos which are uh check them out monday through friday right here at awesomeo's youtube channel and in podcast form all of that stuff check it out in podcast and leave a review for us if you like the channel if you like the show leave a review leave a rating it helps us out a ton all right uh atlanta let's talk about them and the miami heat Trey Young did play through a bit of a, a nagging injury last game, but he is questionable again. Six-point dogs against the Heat, 221 total. Cam Reddish, meanwhile, also doubtful to play today against the Heat. Yeah, this is a real difficult one to talk about. 
I don't have much interest in Atlanta going up against Miami. It's a really tough matchup uh, against the Heat if Trey Young is in. Uh, we have Kevin Herter projected for 13% ownership on FanDuel. That's the only guy in double digits across FanDuel and DK for the Hawks. I think that number is two times too high. I think that the best play here is probably Clay Capella on FanDuel at 8,500. I think he's properly owned already at 8%. I have him projected for 39.5 fantasy points. I just don't see a lot you can get to here unless Trey Young gets ruled out. And if Trey Young gets ruled out, all hell breaks loose for Atlanta. We're playing all sorts of dudes. We're playing Capella and Herter and Collins and Gallo and Rondo might even become a, an option. Uh, it just it, it changes this the entire scope of this game if Trey Young gets ruled out. And if he is in, there's a decent chance I don't have anybody from Atlanta. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's a pretty simple solution. That's why you stick around for the deeper dive. That's why you stick around for live before a lock tonight. Uh, we'll hit on all of this stuff. 7 p.m. lock for the slate, but only, well, no, I was going to say only two games start at seven, but now only one starts at seven, and that's Washington, Boston. Yeah. You're not going to be worried about having Boston guys locked in your lineup, I don't think, going into eight o'clock because they're facing. Uh, you, mu- you might. Wait, what do you mean by worried? What are you saying? I'm saying that I'm probably going to have a lot of Boston guys in my lineup at seven o'clock. But that's but, but what I'm saying is they're, they're really good plays anyway. Like, gotcha. Yeah. you know what I mean? If you're playing Boston against Washington, these are guys that even if this Atlanta news broke, you're probably still going to have a lot of Boston. That, that's what I was saying. Yeah. You're ne- you're never upset that you locked in too much Jason Tatum. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Against the Wizards. Gotcha. And we don't know the Jalen Brown news either. I mean, that could open things up like crazy. So For sure. Uh, okay, just to, just to recap this, if Trey Young is out, right? Yeah. Maybe some people don't have time to watch the, the later shows on a Sunday. What are you doing with Atlanta? Your top options here against Miami? Ooh, good boy. Oh my God. Okay. Um, I would expect Gallo to get pretty sizable run at that point. Something to the thirty minute range. I think that actually brings him into play. Uh, Kevin Herter will get a little bit more ball handling duty, a little bit more usage. I think he becomes a little more interesting, although his ownership is already there. I assume Rondo would get the start. Would would you be in the same page? Do you think he gets the starting run, played 21 minutes the last time? I think Rondo immediately becomes uh, a pretty sizable value play. 4K on FanDuel, 3,500 on DraftKings. They probably dust off Brandon Goodwin a bit as the backup point guard. Um, I, I think that brings him into play. The problem is they're going to soak up a lot of additional time with guys like Solomon Hill and Tony Snell. And those guys are useless no matter how many minutes you project them for. So I don't know right now off the top of my head, what that does to Capella's rates. I can't imagine they get better. Um, I think Collins would, would get a pretty sizable benefit to, uh, Rondo would be the priority. That's where we need to yeah. be. If Trey Young is out, Rondo is the priority. I don't know how Rondo wouldn't start because at this point, Lloyd Pierce just doesn't like Brandon Goodwin. I'm yeah. Not as a person. I don't know. Maybe he does. But in terms of like when we've seen Young out before, when open when minutes have opened up in that backcourt, Brandon Goodwin still hasn't gotten significant runs. So right. I think it would be Rondo for sure. And, you know, I know he wasn't great last time Trey Young was out. But Rondo is 100% the type of guy that in 25 minutes can break a slate. Uh, and, and if you're not there, you know, might not be great. But I think most people yeah. will be there. If tra- yeah. How much, what is Rondo's price point? He's got to be dirty. 4, 4K FanDuel, 3,500 3, DraftKings. 3,500 DraftKings. 
Tyler Hero is questionable for Miami, too. Bam Adebayo's got that Q tag on DraftKings, but he's expected to play. So do you like Miami here, the Jimmy Butlers of the world, coming up significantly in price point lately, but also crushing Kendrick Nunn if Tyler Hero's out? What, what stands out to you today for Miami? I am assuming that Tyler Hero plays, but I've been okay. assuming that for the past three games. We do not have him with the assumption that he plays. So Miami's ownership is a lot higher than I would expect. To me, Miami looks terrible. Uh, if you get, a you know, 5 to 10% of Butler or Bam, I think that looks good. Uh, same for Kelly Olynyk. I think Olynyk is the guy that I like the most here, regardless of the Tyler Hero news. 4,400 on FanDuel, 4,400 on DraftKings. And the interesting piece here is that Precious was out of the rotation their last game. Um, the additional minutes that didn't go to all of the normal people. So Bam, Butler, Nunn, Duncan Robinson, Dragic, Andre Iguodala. Those guys are playing no matter what. Yep. They, Precious didn't play. Gabe Vincent and Casey Akpala got the additional minutes, which means that Kelly Olenek has to be the backup center along with playing some time at the four. Uh, I gave Kelly Olenek 26 minutes. He played way more than that, though. 35 is last time, or 32 the last time out, 32 the game before that, 29 uh, four games ago. So the minutes can be there in excess. He's picking up ownership, but I like that whether Hero is in or Hero is out. But if Hero is in, I don't see a ton you can get to from Miami. Man, I tell you what, Kelly Olenek's three-point shooting recently has been brutal. Real bad? Huh. Uh, Hold on. Four for 35 over his last eight games. Cash game, man. Whew. But he's also getting enough minutes to where if he starts knocking down his shots, you know Kelly Olenek can, can get it going. And his price has actually come down a lot from, from that span. It's ugly. He, he's shooting 32% from the from three this year, man. It That's yeah. brutal for him. He's shooting 24% from the corner. That's I mean, this is a guy that's been shooting like 40-plus percent from corner threes and 38% from three in general. This this is a blip. Yeah, it's, 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 it's absolutely a blip, but it has looked ugly. I mean, he's going – he has zero threes made in like six of his last eight or something crazy. So it's got to turn around at some point, right? Maybe tonight yeah. will be that night. I think so. Yeah. And if Hero ends up out, we kind of know what we're doing. Play a bunch more of Kendrick Nunn, 5K on FanDuel, 5,600 on DraftKings. So he's going to look really, really good on FanDuel. Uh, I think Dragic plays, you know, somewhere in that 26 to 28 minute range. He'll be okay. But you'll, you know, you'll bump up your interest in Jimmy Butler a little bit. You'll bump up your interest in Bam a little bit. Um, I'm not really interested in these guys, though, if Hero plays. Two games. And I'm not, re- I'm not interested in Hero either. Okay. Two games to go, talking Phoenix and Minnesota. The Phoenix Suns, 10.5-point favorites on the road, 224.5 total. Uh, I don't know how many times you and I have said it recently, but this Suns team is legit, man. Yeah. They just beat the bricks off opponents. I know they did drop that game to Charlotte, but still, they've played very well, and they're double-digit road favorites against the uh, Timberwolves, who, by the way, yesterday played in D.C., and now travel home to play the second of a back-to-back in Minnesota. Everything about this game leans towards it being a blowout, but we can't make decisions on that. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if, if that actually happened. No, they, they should uh, smack these guys around pretty aggressively. Um, 
We've got DeAndre. I mean, a lot of ownership is coming into Phoenix, so uh, this is a conversation we're uh, really going to need to have. Jay Crowder, highest projected owned player on the slate right now. Booker, Aiton, Paul, Bridges, Crowder, Cam Johnson, all in double digits in ownership on both sites, except for Booker on DraftKings is oddly only 8%, so feel free to play a little bit more Devin Booker there. Jay Crowder's ownership, I don't totally understand. I guess this is going from the assumption that Dario Saric is just going to be out, I, I guess. Uh, I'm a little surprised to see the ownership on Crowder and Cam Johnson. I think that those numbers come down unless Sarge is out, but even then they seem too high. Dude, the first thing I saw when I looked at ownership, the first thing I did was go and recheck to make sure I didn't miss somebody being ruled out for, for Phoenix. I, I thought one of the big names was out and I just missed it. So I projected for like, I have Sarge in, and in that case, I have Jay Crowder in the optimal lineup on DraftKings 6% of the time. Um, that will, that number will significantly go up then because I think that he'll, he'll be playing a couple extra minutes, as would Cameron Johnson at 3,500. But I'm not sure it goes up as far as we're showing it to. Uh, so paying attention to that ownership will be very key. If we're talking about just plays that I like, uh, DeAndre Ayton on FanDuel is 7K. He's also 7K on DraftKings. Like him significantly more on FanDuel at that number. Devin Booker is 7,700 on FanDuel. I will happily get to that number as well. Mikel Bridges for 5,300 on DraftKings, picking up a little bit of ownership. I think he looks fantastic. But ultimately, the ownership on Phoenix is going to come down to whether or not Dario Saric plays, which is really weird. God. And Saric would be like anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes, but I don't know how much of a difference it makes. Because... I don't see any one player soaking up all of those voided minutes. So what do you get an extra few minutes to a handful of players? If that's the case, then I think that Phoenix is the easiest team to fade at the extremes. Yep. I would not want much Jay Crowder or Cam Johnson. If, I'm with you. if ownership their ownership holds. holds like that. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. It's too, it's too much. Jay Crowder has been, you know, fine this season, but huh. if you're paying that much for Jay Crowder, whew, I, or, no, I'm sorry, not paying that much. Pay that, with that high of ownership, if you're buying in on that in tournaments yeah. and matching or getting above the field, it could be could be a difficult experience. I get it, though. Minnesota's bad, Josh. They got smoked by Washington. Uh, Malik Beasley is serving his second now of a 12-game suspension. D'Angelo Russell remains out. Um, he's going to be gone for at least a few more weeks. So they're just an awful basketball team on the second of a back-to-back after traveling. Is there any – actually, let's do this. Let's break down yesterday's rotation uh, and mm-hmm. see how it looked because at least for most of that game and most of the three quarters, it was, it was pretty competitive. So uh, let's looked see at, what it looked without yeah, Beasley. Yeah, it's, it's not fun to look at. I looked at it today. It's uh, it's an eyesore of crappy players. Here's the problem with trying to look into a rotation for the Timberwolves. They have no real allegiances to most of these dudes. They all play between 16 and 24 minutes because they're all different kinds of terrible that's not helpful at all for projecting uh, how to get guys into rotation. So Towns, Edwards, Vanderbilt, Rubio, Josh Okoji were the starters. They played their normal, they played essentially normal rotations. Towns would have played all around 37 minutes if he wasn't pulling at the end for a blowout. Yes, and uh, don't be surprised to see that similar sort of stance happen Very again true. today. Uh, they dusted off Wancho for the final three minutes. That's He's not really a part of the rotation. Everybody like Culver, Nas Reed, Jordan McLaughlin, Jaden McDaniels, Jalen Noel, to an extent, like 
these guys are just going to play the middle rotations. We're going to have some guys play around 32 minutes. The rest of these guys play in about 16. They didn't mix it all up. The problem is that they're all just not good. Um, I, I don't really know what to do outside of, I'm going to play a little bit of Anthony Edwards, particularly on FanDuel at 6,200. 6,800 on DraftKings is kind of tough. He's been atrocious this season. I don't care what his highlight dunks look like. This dude has been straight up bad, which is no surprise. There is nothing else here to help him, and Towns has been out for most of the year. But he's been bad. Don't really care about that all that much. I'm happy to get to him in DFS. Jared Vanderbilt, probably the guy that I'm most likely to get to, 4,400 on FanDuel. 4,600 on DraftKings. If he is again in the starting lineup, you would assume he closes. But honestly, the five-man closing lineup for Minnesota with Beasley out and no D'Angelo Russell could be Towns and Rubio, probably Edwards, and then you can pick two random dudes. And I don't think that there's any rhyme or reason to it. Um, So I'm going to bet on Vanderbilt getting that closing run if he can, at which point we're talking 28 to 30 minutes at a mid-fours price tag where he's basically a fantasy point-per-minute guy. It's funny because you saw Scott Brooks stagger his starting rotation throughout the game, and Chris Finch just decided that he wanted none of that. So he yanks all of his starters at basically the same time in the third quarter. They go down by 19 points and never keep this close. This game was close for two and a half quarters. Uh, And then you had Westbrook and Howell Neto out there against Wancho, Culver, Nas Reed, McLaughlin, and and Jaden McDaniels. Or I'm sorry, not not Wancho. uh, Jalen Noel, like, I don't know. It, it, it's almost like they don't want to win basketball games, Josh. So Yeah, they basically went on a 35-10 to 10 run, and all of a sudden the game was just over. It was over, yeah. And it started with him having all five of his bench players out there, none of his starters, against two of Washington's better starters. That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I don't get that at all. No, likewise. You know what I do get? Why uh, people use the awesomeo.com tools, Josh. Yeah, you, you can use our college basketball projections for uh, half off using the promo code college. That much I know. That ends today, by the way. Yeah, less than $5 a week for the weekly Awesome Plus C, uh, CBB pass. Just use the promo code college. And just check out everything else we have. Our ownership, our player projections, the top stack tool, the boom bust tool, the lineup builder the fantasy cruncher add-on, which is it's a must for anyone playing a lot of lineups every single night, even if it's in the quarter arcade. Man, I can't tell you how many people I've seen in the Minimax, like 50 cents or dollar Minimax, use fantasy cruncher, and they're playing like 50 bucks, $75 a night, end up taking down 10K, 15K uh, in these Minimaxes. Of course, football, basketball, whatever sport it is. Uh, but really, we, we've got anything you need to, to become a successful DFS player and, and better your game if you're looking to do that. Uh, even if you're just a hobbyist or you're serious or you're already play, playing at a professional level, which a ton of people use our tools who are doing that, whether it's a $4.99 weekly or $3.99 weekly express pass, an all-access annual, all-access monthly, weekly, or single sport. But if you if, let's say you want to get into MMA. We have projections. We have ownership. We have the top fighter tool. We have the best articles out there, everything. If you if you want to get into uh, golf, we've got all of the tools, not just articles for some of these niche sports either, like NASCAR. We have the projections. We have the ownership, the top driver tools for across the board. If these sites have content or contests, we have content. Any day of the week, pretty much, you could pull up contests 
on DraftKings, on FanDuel, on No House Advantage, see a sport, maybe somewhat obscure, go over to uh, Osimo and say, oh, great, they have projections. They have ownership for this. And the great thing, Josh, is you don't necessarily even need to know a lot of those sports as long as you know how to use the tools that we have to offer. Yeah, we're bringing the goods, man. Uh, We have everything that you could possibly ask for at this point, whether that's just data projections, ownership, uh, just full on stat line projections or optimal lineup projections for no house advantage. Like that's just easy stuff right at the top optimizers, lineup builders. We're, we're checking off all the boxes. That doesn't even mention all of our video and audio content and all of our just general written content. I don't know what else we could do. We've got it all, man. Go to awesome.com slash join. Check it out, baby. And if you have any questions about the subscriptions and the packages and stuff, you can hit me up on Twitter. Uh, DM me if you'd like. All right, Jess, last one here. We've got Charlotte and Sacramento. Could get a little bit fun. 237 and a half total. The Kings at home are laying one point. So close game. Charlotte's played decent basketball. Last I checked, they were ahead in the South Division in the Eastern Conference, which is pretty remarkable. Devontae Graham is out. What are we doing with the Hornets? The fact that you know that there are divisions in the NBA is miraculous, man. Congratulations for that. Well, you know, I know. I think it was Greg took a bet, like a long shot bet for Washington to win the division. So I may maybe Southeast division. So I decided to go and, and actually look and see where they stood and where, you know, who was, yeah. who was at the top. Yeah. Uh, so Miami is leading the Southeast division at 16 and 17. If you ever wanted to know how useless divisions are, I don't oh, know why Miami's, they still have them. Miami's leading it now. They are by a half okay. game. It was Charlotte last when I looked a couple days ago. So Charlotte's second then. Yeah. Okay. All of the team. Nope. The Hawks have a positive point differential. Everybody else is negative. God, that division sucks. Yeah, they're awful. So this game is really problematic. Not from like an injury news perspective or anything like that, but this is a late-night hammer that everybody is going to have a lot of hammers with. Uh, LaMelo Ball on FanDuel at 7,600 looks incredible. Probably my favorite play of the day. He's 8,800 on DK, though. $1,200 more expensive. I still like him on DraftKings at that number, but on FanDuel, he's like a must-play, one of the first guys you're playing in cash. Terry Rozier is 6,800 on FanDuel. He's $1,100 more expensive on DraftKings. So you're playing him a lot on FanDuel, a little bit less so on DK. Gordon Hayward, more expensive on DraftKings. Really like him on both sites, though. Uh, PJ Washington looks solid, 5,900 on DraftKings. Malik Monk's price is starting to rise, but he's 4,900 on FanDuel, and he's picking up zero ownership. I think that is at least viable. I'm liking a lot of Charlotte here. I assume Zeller plays, but if he doesn't, you know, you could probably bring minimum salary Bismack Biombo to the table on FanDuel. He's 3300 on DK. I don't have any interest in Cody Zeller, uh, whether he's playing or not. Definitely what about if he's Monk? not playing. I, I don't uh, – dude's shooting really, really well. And he's playing enough uh, – he's playing decent minutes. He's sub-5K on FanDuel. So I have him in the optimal lineup at 25 minutes, 9% of the time. We're projecting 1%. I'm cool with getting to him in larger field GPPs, but I can't – call him like a core play or anything like that okay usage has definitely been up there lately though at least the past couple of games so yeah it's uh he's in a weird spot i think 49 on Fanduel isn't the craziest thing against the sacramento defense that ranks dead last in the league defensive rating for the sacramento kings is worst in the league so with that in mind let's make sure we didn't miss anything top options from charlotte are LaMelo Ball, number one with a bullet on FanDuel. He's on a completely different level just because of his price tag. After that, 
Uh, Gordon Hayward on both sites, Terry Rozier on FanDuel. That would be my priorities coming out of Charlotte. Okay, wonderful. Hit that thumbs up before we go, guys. We got one more team of this last game. Hit that thumbs up, and if you came in late, subscribe to the channel. It is the easiest way to help support us. It does a ton for us. The YouTube algorithm is a tough one to kind of work around, and subscribing to the channel, leaving comments in the bottom. I read all of them. Those are ways that you know can help us continue to grow this and, and put out uh, some of the best content out there for the DFS space. The best, sorry. All right, Sacramento, De'Aaron Fox. Halliburton is out, by the way, so that's pretty significant. Uh, everybody else looks like they'll be in outside of Hassan Whiteside. And I will say this much and turn it over to you. It, it's significant not because he plays a ton of minutes, but because then Bagley gets the backup center minutes. And when Bagley gets the backup center minutes, he just becomes that much more appealing. Uh, and I think even though last game he didn't see as many minutes as you'd like, there are really two games now, right? I still think you have that 30, 32-minute upside for Bagley. But I want to start with him at his price point. Can we get there to get today against Charlotte? Absolutely, but not nearly as much as the public is. He's okay. 20% owned on FanDuel, 17% owned on DraftKings. I think those numbers are quite a bit too high, but he still looks good. Sacramento is the best team on the slate. We saved the best for last. Yep. Aaron Fox is 40% owned on FanDuel, and he completely deserves all of it. Buddy Heald is 30% owned on FanDuel. He deserves all of it. Similar story on DraftKings, 28 and 22 for those two guys. Completely deserves all of it. Harrison Barnes has been playing really well as of late. Get there. Rashawn Holmes, get there. Uh, get to Marvin Bagley. Get to... Uh, am I missing anybody? Am I missing anybody? No, that's it. No, Fox, Heald, Barnes, Holmes, Bagley. Essentially, they're starting five. You got to load up on these guys. It's a great spot. 239 total was what I saw last, which is like 10 points higher than basically everything else on this slate. Sacramento's defense is terrible. I think this game could turn into a real track meet. Let's see. Sacramento is, okay, maybe not track meet. Maybe that's the wrong term. 10th for Sacramento in pace, 13th for Charlotte. So slightly above average uh, in pace for this game. I see this as the best spot on the slate. I think it's going to get even better now that we lost uh, Raptors Bulls. I am going to have more Sacramento Kings than I will any other team on the slate. It's a slight bump in pace, but uh, more than anything, though, you again, Sacramento dead last in defensive rating this season. Charlotte is 18th. Basically, they're essentially tied for, for bottom 10 in the league. So that that's going to open things up a lot, even if they're not paying it, playing at a lightning fast pace. Both yeah. teams averaging north of 100 possessions per 48. Uh, I, I'm with you 100% on this one. It's going to be real tough to get away from this game, and I don't think there's any reason you should have to. No, I, I wouldn't want to get away from it at all. I, I'm really excited to see like the back and forth between Fox and LaMelo Ball, particularly at high ownership. have to assume one of these guys busts, which is kind of crazy to think about, but uh, with so much ownership going on in this game, it's going to dictate everything uh, like heading into 10 o'clock. There's going to be a lot of people at the top of leaderboards with no idea whether or not they're in a good spot or not, because this game could fully break it in two separate ways. Coming up later today, NASCAR live before lock two forty-five Eastern time. Check that out with Jason and Chris followed by the NBA deeper dive at five with myself and Terry McBride. And then we close out the weekend with NBA Live Before Lock, Emac and Eric Lindquist taking you all the way up to that 7 p.m. lock time. Appreciate you guys for hanging out with us as always. It's been a fun one. Remember, no Chicago-Toronto game mixes things up a little bit. 
We will see you back here soon. Josh, anything else before we head out? Yeah, I'm going to miss you, brother. I don't think we're going to be doing any shows anytime soon. So uh, best of luck to you Thanks, and everything man. that's going on. Should be a, a good time for you these next couple days. And uh, don't worry, I'll uh, I'll carry the load while you're gone. I'll cover everything you need. And I'll make sure that you get zero Twitter followers in the next <laughs> few weeks. Thanks, man. And for a second, I thought you were actually saying something nice. I did to start. I know, I know, I know. Sort of. Yeah, so if, if, if something doesn't magically happen today, then tomorrow we go in and... Shit's going down, man. So, oh man, could you imagine if this was a leap year? Could have been a February 29th. That would have been amazing. So, dude, my buddy that was at my wedding had his the, the due date was the 29th last year, oh, and the baby ended up coming on the 28th. And I joked with him, I was like, "Man, you only have to celebrate their birthday once every four years. You know, that, what can you do? They don't have one. Of course, that's not how you do it, and you would never no. do that to your kid." But man, wouldn't it be fun to just mess with them? My uh, one of my best friends' dads is born on uh, February 29th. Uh, it's always like a quite the party every four years. Crazy. So I wanted to be in March because my birthday, my brother, my sister, and my half brother. There's only four of us. All of us are born in March, which is kind of weird, right? That's kind of wild. Yeah, kind of weird. I don't it. know what type of planning was going on with pops, but I never asked. So uh, <laughs> what, what's he doing in December? <laughs> exactly. December. No, that's, that's, wait, no, that's not right. August. Be around August. like July, yeah. August. Yeah. I, I went the wrong way with my counting. Right. But isn't it funny that somehow, like, I guess it's just jeans now this baby's going to come in March? Yeah. It's just, he, he gets out on that summer vacation. Yeah. He's just letting loose. Something about that heat. Yeah. Anyway, and thanks to all of you guys in chat. I do appreciate that. I'm hoping everything goes well. I'll give you some updates. I don't post personal shit on Twitter, really, but, you know, maybe, maybe if everything goes okay, we'll. We'll see. Oh God, you are going to get some followers. Yeah, yeah, I I already see where this is going. Maybe (laughs) you can post that to Instagram or TikTok or something like that and stay away from Twitter. Well, you know, that's uh, you won't until I start. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Jordan, for uh, producing as always. Great job, and uh, for you guys making this show a whole lot easier every single day and coming and checking it out. We'll see you back here soon. This has been the Strategy Show presented by No House Advantage. Remember when we used to rock out to the intro music for the uh, the Daily Sports Show? So much fun. I miss like that, Like when we man. first started doing music that was uh, 